Hi, this is The Greatest Story Ever Played. I'm Dan, and I'm joined by Katie from Cutscenes and Left Behind Game Club. We're here to talk about the Pathless. Uh, before we get into that, though, I wanted to, I guess, uh, give Katie some time to introduce herself. Hello, I'm back. You can't keep me away. Um, you know, I, I feel like I've come on here and plugged all the things so many times. I'll keep it nice and quick. Cutscenes, video game movie podcast. We talk about, uh, you know, video game movie or TV uh, re- related things. So the last season that we did was Last of Us focused. We literally did an episode by episode pod podcast episode. And gave our opinions and our takes and our likes and our dislikes, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and then other seasons have been random movies, TV shows, you know, the Sonic movie, uh, the old Super Mario Brothers. We may have to do the new Super Mario Brothers, apparently, since it's <laughs> out. But yeah, and then Left Behind Game Club is a book club style podcast where we each episode centers on a different video game, kind of like this podcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a lot of fun. It's fun. It's informative. It's not too serious. We have a good time. Um, and both of those podcasts are on wherever you can find your podcast, basically. Whatever your favorite podcast player is, I'm sure they are probably on there. Awesome. Yeah. As Katie mentioned also, she's been on the show uh, many a time. I think uh, the last time she was on, we talked about Horizon Forbidden West. Um, but we've also talked a lot uh, about other varieties of <laughs> uh, games, including uh, one from the studio that we'll be talking about today. So, yeah, I guess with that, we can get into The Pathless. Would you want to grab that description for us? Sure. The Pathless is a mythic adventure of an archer and an eagle in a vast forest. Explore an open world and travel to a mystical island to dispel a curse of darkness that grips the world. Together with your eagle companion, discover the history of the island and fight epic battles to restore light to the land. Awesome. And then this was developed by Giant Squid, who is known for making Abzu, which was actually the first game Katie and I podcasted about um, a couple years ago on. So uh, fun to kind of come full circle with uh, the next entry from Giant Squid. All right. So from here, what we wanted to do was give a little bit of non-spoiler thoughts about the game itself uh, to give you an idea of maybe what the game's like. Is this something you'd want to check out or not um, without getting into any, you know, too spoilery of stuff. So, yeah, we'll start with that. I guess first thought I had on this is I really liked uh, kind of the traveling system, I guess, in this game and how you'd build up speed. So kind of the way this would work is you could dash and then there were all these kind of um, hovering like cubes, essentially, and you'd shoot them with your arrow and it would help you gain speed. And so if you like shot a bunch in a row, you'd just like shoot through the map really fast. And I thought that was super cool. I'd never played a game that was that way. Um, and it was really fun. I think it made traversal more fun when like, I don't know, that could have gotten pretty stale. Um, but I felt like that mechanic made it pretty engaging. Yeah, I agree. It was, I did not know how they were going to implement the whole archery mechanic, um, which ended up being almost more, it felt more rhythm-based, really, than it did, like, aiming, um, which is good while you're, you're trying to move as quickly as possible. Um, so if they made it very difficult where you have to aim at each one, like, I don't think it would feel as good. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, it's definitely, I've never quite played a game like that where um, you're just timing out these hits and kind of looking for the next um, little, almost like a little gemmy thing that's floating around. And Mm -hmm. when you shoot it, it kind of gives you a little burst of speed. And then the way they kind of give you additional things to help you speed up as the game gets further along, um, it just felt good. Like I thought they implemented that really, really well. Yeah, totally. I I I feel like for making a just like especially in a game that's like this where like it's they're like small open worlds, I guess, essentially like mm-hmm. it, it has sort of a level system, but in open world games in my experience, like a lot of times travel can get really arduous and you're like, "Please just give me fast travel. I hate this." Um and you can get kind of over it. And I feel like this was more like um obviously a different mechanic, but like Spider-Man ps4 or whatever where traveling was fun 
You didn't mm-hmm. fast travel in that game because doing the travel was enjoyable. Here, you didn't have a choice, but <laughs> they made it fun. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I feel like got to give them points for that. Like they, they I think this was a, uh, a core piece of the game that they really cared about and they really nailed it. And then like even little things like as you're running along, if you cross paths with um, like a tiny little animal, like you'll see like. I want to say rabbits and there's like deer and stuff. And if you go by them, they'll kind of start to run along with you. That was a neat little thing that I was like, oh, you didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. And someone was like, wouldn't it be cool if you could run along with animals? And I'm like, yes, that would be cool. So I appreciate that. Yeah, me too. I, I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess my next sort of non-spoiler thought I had was um, I like the kind of puzzles that are in this game. A lot of them were like, you would need to sort of logic your way through a puzzle of like, okay, I need, you know, this pillar to get hit by something that will open up this other thing. And then I'll be able to do this. And I I don't know, whatever style of puzzle this would be called, this is my kind of puzzle. Like I thought these were fun. And, um, I, I felt like they they got harder as the levels went on some, but they never got so complicated that I like needed to look them up. There was one I needed to look up at one point, but I was doing what the puzzle wanted. I was just doing it wrong. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> But I was like, I think I know what I'm doing, but I just was doing something wrong. So I, I thought that was cool. I thought those puzzles, these puzzles kept me engaged for sure. So I, I liked the puzzles. I also liked that they were basically there are like contained little puzzle areas sprinkled Mm -hmm. around and that it's like oh you go to this one little place and within this place there is a little puzzle like it's not you don't have to get an item from some other place like no everything that you need is in this one place Mm -hmm. you just have to figure it out and i liked that a lot i also liked that you didn't actually have to do every puzzle Mm mm-hmm because you so you have to do the puzzles in order to get these little like icon things mm-hmm. that you can then use to like light up these towers. But there are more puzzles than are needed mm-hmm. for how many icons you need. So there were a couple puzzles that I was kind of stumped on and then but I didn't actually need to do it. If you want to, if you want to be like completionist about it, you can do every puzzle um and try and get that trophy, but I liked that I didn't have to mm-hmm. because I didn't I didn't feel the need for this game to be completionist about it. I didn't feel like I had to do everything. Um, I would try and do most of them. But if I was stumped on one, I was like, that's okay. I'll leave. There's other ones that I can do. So kind of that like options within. And, and these puzzles aren't optional puzzles. It's not like, oh, this puzzle is optional. They're kind mm-hmm. of all optional. Mm-hmm. But you do have to do so a certain number of them in each area. I just, I like the setup that that has. Yeah, I appreciated that too, that there wasn't like, this is the puzzle that unlocks the next level or something. Like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that you had that freedom. I agree. I thought that was really nice. Um, my my last thing I had for this is, for non-spoilers, is the music in this is great. Um, yes. Austin Winery did the soundtrack. He did it for Abzu also, so I was expecting good music coming in and was not disappointed. It was really great. Um, I really enjoyed that. Totally nailed it. It does the same thing that a lot of Austin Winery scored games do, including Abzu, that the music shifts subtly. Like you're going from one area to the next area, and it just kind of morphs into that one. Mm -hmm. Um it's just cool it just sounds good like with abzu without the music it's not the same game like it's not as enjoyable as it is with the music honestly winery just crushes it all the time totally yeah i think this game would be fine if you like i don't know (laughs) turn the music off and listen to a podcast or something like that for some reason it would be like oh this was cool but the music elevates it you like need Mm -hmm. it um no one should no one should skip out on that (laughs) Mm-hmm. yeah um cool Th- those were a couple thoughts i had did you have other kind of thoughts uh non-spoiler that you wanted to get into so i have so what you said like i said i agree with basically all your points um those are all the things that i really like about this game mm-hmm. i do have critiques though yeah um 
I think I think it's too long. Mm. I like I think two hours could have been shaved off, um, and I wouldn't have lost much out of the experience. Um, there, I feel like there just isn't enough iteration on what you're doing for the game to be that length. Mm. It the the length of the game is fine, but if it's going to be that long, I feel like it, just things need to iterate a bit more and change a little bit more where it keeps my interest. Because there were certain times where I was like, "Oh, I'm in the new area." Is it just me, or did the first three areas feel very similar? I I felt the same way. I thought the first three were pretty similar too. Right. I was like, "Oh, I'm in a new area." I was like, "Oh, it it looks a lot like the last area." Okay. And they're they're telling like slightly different stories with the um you can pick up like little lore items that tell you a little bit about the world, and like the themes would be slightly different, but not not a lot different. I just and and then um you have an eagle, you have an eagle companion mm-hmm. who is lovely. I love that eagle so much. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the first time that you are you're roaming around the world and there there's a thing that happens that kind of interrupts you um, that we'll get into. I mean, we're gonna get into spoilers pretty soon, I guess. I guess I'll, I'll I'll declare this as light spoilers um, starting now. Um, yeah, there's like a red kind of um, orby shadowy thing that kind of if you end up within it, um, the boss or the enemy of that area kind of starts stalking you mm-hmm. and your eagle gets like thrown around and you have to like stealthily crawl back to it mm-hmm. to get it. And then that that being the same each time basically every time i got to the new area i was like oh they're gonna make me do the thing where now i have to crawl around and get my eagle back but it's basically the same that bothered me so like more than it should bother me but it like as soon as it started happening i was like oh like i dreaded it each time because it took a lot of time it -hmm. wasn't any different it wasn't difficult it just took time um and then brushing, there's like, um, I forget what it's called, like a corruption kind of um, haze is on your eagle and you have to like brush it off with the, um, what's the thing in the middle called um, on the um, dual sense? Dual sense, yeah, yeah. The touchpad. You have to use the touchpad to kind of like brush it off. The first time it was cool. The second time I was like, oh, I got to brush off all the stuff again. I don't know. There was a few <laughs> things that were that didn't change. And I was like, I need this to change a little bit or to add something to it. Um, uh-huh. So I don't, that honestly, that is my main issue with the game is just that there's there's a couple core things that don't iterate at all mm-hmm. that became tedious to go through. And then there's other things that I loved. Um, like overall, I, I like this game. I like that I played it. I, if they made a sequel, I would play it. But uh, there are certain things that are just like little sticking points that, that bothered me as I was playing it. Yeah. I, I didn't like the wiping the eagle down thing either. I know, it when, took too long. <laughs> yeah, it did. And you'd miss like one spot on one wing and then you have to go all the way back to the other side. Yeah, and yeah I, I agree. When you'd get into those, um, I don't know, the red vision thing before that, you know, the first time or two I got caught, and so then you have to wipe your eagle down and all of that. And then after that, I was like, I hate wiping the eagle down. I don't want to get mm-hmm. caught. And so I'd work really hard to do the stealthy part right because <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to deal with wiping down the eagle. And it's like, I I don't think that should be the goal. <laughs> like, <laughs> No. <laughs> so I agree. I, I did get a little annoyed by that uh, as I went. I was like, I don't want to do this. Can we just skip this? Like, maybe if they would have only used that when, like, the God Slayer showed up. Like, if you did it, like, once or twice. Yes. That could have been cool. But doing it every level, I agree. I was like, eh. I'm, yeah. I'm just annoyed. Having that, having that mandatory encounter at least once per world, I was like, ah, come on. And mm-hmm. then it can happen again, like, if you get too close to it. And I avoided that thing, like, the plague. I was mm-hmm. like, no, I'm not doing it more than I have to. Like, this is the most annoying <laughs> thing. So, I'd, like, run from that red orb because it kind of floats around. Like, it kind of switches spots now and then, and it kind of grows. And I'm like, get away from me. It's like a storm. Uh-huh. It's kind of like a traveling storm. And I'm like, no, please, God, no. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, yeah, after getting caught in it more than once on a level, I was like, all right, I'm going the long way. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to be in this. Um, totally. I agree there for sure. 
Um, cool. Uh, I, I think that that sounds like that kind of covers our sort of initial thoughts. So we can hop into our spoiler section. Um, full spoilers from here. So, um, yeah, if you don't want any spoilers of this, uh, hop off now. Um, but spoilers are coming from here. So, yeah, um, if you like um, a beautiful world with with wonderful music, that's kind of all vibes. Mm-hmm. And you like like f- nice fast paced traversal, and you know, the, absolutely play this game. Come on back, have a listen. Yep. And uh, I think lengthwise, what it was maybe like six ish hours. Is that right? Yeah, probably about like six to eight. Okay, somewhere in there. Yeah, something like that. So I guess with your thought of if you could shave two hours, if it was more like in the four to six range instead, that would probably be the yeah, sweet spot. Yeah, around around five, give or take. Yeah. Cool. No, I think that's good uh, to have in mind for folks. Um, so the game begins with sort of a tutorial level um, where you play this hunter and she needs to help the eagle mother, which is this giant eagle who is... Uh, I think passed out kind of in the center of our level with corruption on it. Um, And we get given a spirit mask early on and the spirit mask uh, will show us the spirit realm. And within that, when you have the spirit mask on, you can see little like red glowy areas to let you know that's where like a corruption area is. This is where like one of our puzzles are, where we could get um, one of our, I guess, light stones to be able to move towards clearing the corruption on that level. Mm-hmm. And that was a good little tool that they gave you to kind of, cause it is like these big light, like each area is pretty big. So if you're just wandering around trying to stumble onto these little puzzle areas, um, it could get frustrating. Mm-hmm. So they gave you something that you can, that just kind of indicates these little, like red hot zones that you can go to there. It's like, Oh, there's something over there. Whether a puzzle or uh, like a chest with um, that would give you, um, you'd oh. get different things that would kind of fill this meter, and mm-hmm. eventually it would—I forget—it would either make you faster. I don't recall, um, but yeah, but it would kind of give you at least a bit of a direction. Mm-hmm. Ironically, for a game called The Pathless, but it would give <laughs> you like a little bit, just just like little hints of like over there, there's something cool. Go see that. Yeah, right. And and I guess with that, I hadn't really thought about that, but they they really don't give you a path in general. Um cuz like Mm-mm. you don't have a map, right? There's not a map. There's not a mini map. Like instead it's you just turning on your spirit vision. Okay, I see red over there. I'll go that way. And then like as you're going, you like turn it back on to like check again and you're like, "All right, am I going the right way?" <laughs> mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So it is really um uh, kind of free range if you weren't using your spirit vision i feel like you could wander around forever not finding anything <laughs> potentially yeah i mean i did like stumble on things all the time but yes you run the risk of thinking that you're in the right area and that there'll be a puzzle around and then no you did everything and like and mm-hmm. you're not progressing so they just take away that danger of people getting frustrated with with one little kind of trigger that you can kind of turn on uh-huh yep um and in this tutorial you kind of get the they set the stage for what this game basically is uh of its sequence so what you need to do is you gather light stones from doing puzzles that kind of stuff and once you gather enough then you end up uh kind of turning a tower on so there's in each level there's three big towers um and they're red with their corruption but once you gather enough light stones i think most of the towers were like two light stones um, per tower kind of thing. So you gather the light stones, you go to the tower, the tower is no longer corrupted. Um, it changes to another color, yellow or something. And then once you would gather, uh, enough light stones that you turn all three towers on, they all kind of shoot a beam into the middle. And that kind of signifies, uh, moving towards the end of your level. So in the case of this tutorial, you do that, the three towers shoot their beam at the eagle, it clears the corruption off of the eagle mother and then uh the eagle mother transforms into just like a regular sized eagle who becomes your companion for the rest of the game who uh we mentioned at the very beginning so um yeah that sort of sets your stage um 
and after getting the Eagle Mother, you go and are able to um, move on to your first level. Um, the Eagle Mother also tells you um, about the task she's given you. Is that where this happens? I believe so. Yeah, that basically there is this force that's like spreading corruption um, and that it wants you to uh, clear the corruption, save the world, etc. Okay, right. And it talks about that each area has like uh, a beast. She Mm -hmm. uh, refers to the beast. There's like four beasts that she calls her children and each beast kind of rules one of the lands or like the levels that we interact with. And so that sort of sets us on our mission is you want to go through the levels, clearing the corruption in that land, and then also clearing the beast who's been corrupted and returning it to being her like uh, spirit children or whatever kind of thing. Good spirits. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I also did not really expect there to be like a singular villain, Mm -hmm. which there is. Um, I I think you meet it pretty early. Yeah. I believe, which is called the God Slayer. Mm-hmm. Um, who who's basically their whole mission seems to be like um, bringing order. It really reminded me of Star Wars, like so much. I was like, oh, oh, it's the Empire. Mm-hmm. Got it. Like it's it's bringing order to the galaxy and everything. And like, no, it, there has to be a path. There has to be order that everybody follows, which is you know like antithetical to the whole premise of the game which is the pathless which is mm-hmm. to find your own route and um yeah just find your own route and like kind of explore and figure it out on your own and the god slayer is like no everyone needs a path everyone needs order everyone needs a goal that mm-hmm. i will give to them more or less yep yeah and uh the god slayer is like super powerful you like mm-hmm. have a brief moment where you like try to fight them and they just like knock you off the cliff. Um, like it's yeah. like they're way powerful and um, and yeah, their their pursuit to establish order. They're like, okay, well, if I need to establish order, sure, I'll corrupt everyone to be able to get us order. That's what I have to do, mm-hmm. sort of thing. So, and um, the God Slayer hasn't like achieve total domination yet there's like something that still needs to happen but like basically the whole world is under their control mm-hmm. kind of thing um yeah so this leads us to our first level the first level um the god or boss on this realm is called uh Cernos, who is an elk um and the area is called forest plateau so that's what this sort of scenery looks like Um, I guess also with each of the sort of bosses that you get, they have a name and a spirit form that they were, but their corrupted spirit form does not look like that, typically. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, like, there's a later one that I think was a snake, but it looked like a dragon, Um, so... Yeah, and then the the bear looked like a lizard. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they were sort of, I was like, oh, that that was a bear, got it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so somehow their corruption changes their form too, even though um, it still is them. Uh, but then when like their corruption gets cleared, you see the animal that they actually are, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, forest plateau. Um, this one again, I guess, sets even more the stage of how this game is played. So you get kind of an idea with that on the tutorial level with Eagle Mother, um, but now you hop into that here. Again, it does follow the same sort of premise of gather the light stones, and once you gather the light stones, you restore the towers. That triggers your level end. Um, something also you can find while you're here is um, if you collect enough of something that's not the light stones, something else, your eagle can like fly higher. Um, it gives yes. them like a, almost like an extra jump. It's, <laughs> it's basically like a short hike. If anyone has played a short mm-hmm. hike, mm-hmm. It, you get more flaps of your wings, basically. Yeah. That kind of boost you up into the air. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so you do this. Once you um, get the towers to send its corruption, this light beam goes down and it directs you towards your boss battle. And to get into the boss battle, first you have to chase down uh, the spirit. And so... 
you have this um i don't know your music changed to like this intense chase scene music you're like using your arrows to go as fast as you can alongside it they have i don't know two to four targets on each side of them that you have to shoot with your arrow um to basically stop the spirit in its tracks and then you have a boss battle at like the boss battle location Mm -hmm. chasing down each boss was the one thing that didn't really change at all but i liked it each time Mm-hmm. because you first you're after you've cleared your last tower it they basically shows like a giant red storm in the middle that it's like oh it's down there somewhere go get it mm-hmm. and you can kind of glide in there with the eagle and then you kind of see it off in the distance running and then you go oh okay so then you land and then it's just really dynamic and it's kind of like most of them like shoot fireballs at you as you're kind of chasing it down uh-huh. and it was just like it was just fast and it was a good pace and the music was really good and it didn't take too long um so yeah no each time i actually that part i really really enjoyed yeah it felt really thrilling getting into it mm-hmm. you know like just landing and then you're like all right i'm not that far i gotta i gotta catch up and all mm-hmm. of that like I, yeah, I agree. I thought this was one that, although it repeated each time, stayed fun. I really enjoyed that. Um, then you have your boss battle. Your boss battle kind of has your, uh, I don't know, typical sequence of like, um, your boss has this certain choreographed set of moves that it does. You need to like hit them in their weakness spot um, when you hit them a certain number of times that ultimately like clears their corruption. And usually there's a couple rounds that it would go through like, okay, here's round one of the battle and their bat- their fighting sequence is this. Once you pass that, you're on to sequence two and so on. Um, and they also set it up where like, if you beat one sequence, if you uh, die or whatever, you don't have to go back to the sequence before you pick up at the one you left off at. Um, so yes. Thank God, because um, because yeah. that is not the focus of this game. Like that's not what this game is about. It's not about extremely hard boss battles. You know, like it's not mm-hmm. a, like a FromSoft or something where it's like, no, you have to get through this fight each and every time. No, they're like, okay, you did that. Mm-hmm. We'll put you at the checkpoint. I appreciate when games do that when it's not you know integral to the game that you have to battle through all stages at once. Yep. I agree. I was glad about that because um, uh, I, I guess for this game, it's it's not even really a combat game except in these instances. Like the no, boss is not. the only time there's combat at all. Almost mm-hmm. all of it instead is like travel and puzzles. Like I would mm-hmm. say that's like 80% of the game. <laughs> oh, for sure. And then maybe the last 20% are these boss battles. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, you do that. Um, once you win, uh, the boss turns back into its spirit. So this one, uh, Zernos turns into the elk spirit and then the next level opens up where you can fly up. So it's sort of like a, you can walk up to like, um, almost like a wind tornado kind of thing where you just walk up to it and it shoots you to the next level of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can go explore that one and kind of, uh, again, kind of do the same thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and then more puzzles, and we didn't explain the puzzles too much, but mm. most of them are either you know moving things to a certain place to either open this gate, and then you can shoot through that, or then you can move whatever item through, and you can command your eagle to pick up that item, bring it over here, um, kind of managing that, and then or um, basically using perspective, where it's like, oh, you have to shoot through these three hoops. But how are you going to do that? Um, like, where do you have to go? Do you have to move something in order to be able to do it? Um, that kind of thing. Kind of iterations on that basic premise. Right. Yeah. And as the game would go, they could get pretty complicated where it's like, oh, you need to shoot through seven hoops. But like, mm-hmm. you know, first you shoot like your arrow through a hoop and then it bounces off a shield that goes through two more, and then some other thing happens. Um, yeah. They, they kind of build like that. Like, they ultimately get there. In the beginning, there are a lot of, like, shoot through these two hoops, or um, have your eagle move this shield to this one spot so you can shoot the shield, and then it'll go through these two hoops that don't look like they'd naturally go through it, or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't really get sick of the puzzles. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that those, that was like the part of the game that iterated pretty well, I thought. Um, it's not doing anything like groundbreaking. Like none of it is some, anything that I'm like, oh my God, I've never seen anything like this ever. But they're all like well executed. You can feel yourself. Sometimes there's, you know, a couple different parts to the puzzle and you're like, oh, okay, I'm making progress. Mm-hmm. Um you kind of you have a decent idea of what you're supposed to do is just figuring out how to do it um but yeah generally speaking i i like the puzzles a lot so get to your new area you know new set of puzzles let's look around you know see what what's there yeah i liked that as the game went on i don't know if this happened for you but for me as i went on my like mind formed to the puzzles and so i'd get there and i'm like okay they want me to do this all right, but there's a step that's missing. Okay, maybe I need to go up the building and then I'd like see another part of the puzzle that you didn't see in the initial courtyard or something like that. And you're like, okay, cool. So I have to do this part. Then I'll be able to do this other thing and then blah, blah, blah. Like, um, I don't know. I felt like they kept that pretty satisfying. Um, for me, I'm, I'm someone who's like kind of either way on puzzles. Um, and so sometimes puzzles can be annoying where I'm like, oh, I just have to do this to get through this. Um, but this game didn't feel that way at all for me. Instead, I was like, I don't know, just vibing with how to do them and trying to figure out what they wanted. Yeah, I generally really like puzzles as long as they feel fair, I guess. Mm -hmm. And, um, this game does a really good job of kind of teaching you the language of its puzzles, right? Mm -hmm. And how they're formed and, and the general idea of how you solve them. Um, no, I think it did a really, really good job. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, Okay, so like we said, though, (laughs) some of this does get kind of samey. So Mm -hmm. the next levels, uh, the god there is called Soro, who is a lizard, and their area is called Redwood Step. Um, To be honest, this one is very similar (laughs) to the one before it. It looks the same. It's the same place. Nothing changed. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think at least not anything I can remember particularly changed. I'm sure the scenery was mildly different, but yes, (laughs) it was sure there were differences, you know, don't add us. I'm sure there was things were changed, (laughs) but not, not significantly. So, Uh, yeah. So basically you just go through the second level, same way as before. Cool. On to level Mm -hmm. three, Um, (laughs) level three um, is Nimu, who is the snake. Their area is called the great plains. So it does change a little bit. I think it's, if I'm remembering right, it's less green here. It might be more tannish. Um, I think so. That sounds about right. And again, kind of the same sequence. You do the same stuff as before. Um, for me, this was the part I was worried I was going to have to uh, message you and say, hey, I can't beat this game. I got stuck. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, this boss fight I got stuck on for a minute and struggled with it through like a couple days over the weekend. Like, going trying to do it like five times in a row okay i can't do it leave all right i'll come back in a few hours like (laughs) kind of thing um and it sucked because i was like i understand the sequence i just couldn't do it um for a while was it was it like the just the quick timing because there is like a brief moment where you can shoot um your arrow to like do some damage and if you don't do it 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 just swats you like swats you down was it that was it just like that the timing yeah. of it yeah because i think what it was is so it was the dragon has like five heads or something right and mm-hmm. it has a head that like swings down you hop over it then you can shoot it then it breathes fire then it does this but if you mess up on any of the sequences all its heads grow back um, yeah <laughs> and that part i had a fucking time um <laughs> yeah and i was like man if i don't finish this in the next like day or two I'm going to have to message Katie and say, hey, I got stuck in the middle of the game. I'm sorry. Because yeah. um, I was like, this is too early in the game to just watch half of it. I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm going to have to <laughs> fess up that I suck. Um, but then I, like, went and I sat down and the first time, bam, got it. And I was like, thank fuck. Nice. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is testing my skills. Um, but yeah. I did it, which made me glad. But then also the rest of the game was a breeze after this. Yeah, so I do. Think I don't know why one... this one was the hard one. It, I think it was definitely the hardest one. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I definitely died a few times. Like, it took me a few tries um, as opposed to the other ones. I do like that the actual boss fights, there is variation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind, they're, kind of, they're all the same color. 
they all do with fire, which I'm like, I wish we would have mixed that up just a smidge. But mm-hmm. um, like the second world has it's um, that is the one you have to do like some cover not quite stealth but like you have to run from one cover to the next cover and get to these little um i don't know little pyres thing that you have to like sniff out or light Mm -hmm. i'm not sure but like that had a little bit of variation and then this one was like no you're just you're in a little circle arena Mm -hmm. and it's in this pit in the middle and you just kind of have to like run around the pit um and the different attacks from like each different boss I liked at least that the bosses were different because if the bosses were like more same Z, I would have been like, why? What are we, what are we doing here? Um, right. But yeah, I, f- I thought Nemu was definitely the hardest one. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I did like that they changed what they were like because I think the one you were describing in the second one, right? It was like you'd run, it shoot like fire between pillars, but you'd have to time it right so that what you were on like didn't sink. But wouldn't mm-hmm. like, <laughs> but also that you wouldn't catch on fire. <laughs> so yeah, you it, had to go like fast but safe. Uh huh. Yeah, which I thought was cool. And then yeah, for this one, just the full blown, you know, battle. It has a sequence. Okay, its head's gonna do this. Then it's gonna do this. Then it's gonna shoot mm-hmm. fire. So you need to run fast so that you don't get shot with fire. Then you do this. Like, yeah, I I thought I I like that they were different. They. For having parts of the boss battles feel samey, like, uh, you know, the red thing we talked about earlier when mm-hmm. you first enter their realm, feeling samey and not good, this was very different, um, which was cool. And great music, again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's just like, it just builds. Like, it is it is pumping. It's it's really impressive. Yeah, and, and I think the transition from the chase scene to the boss battle, yeah. like, all of that's really cool, like intense chase scene i chased them down all right they're cornered let's have this fight um and then the stuff that goes with that definitely cool like um i i like that for sure i wonder if uh, talking about making it smaller i wonder if they could have just took off like one of the levels like maybe took yeah uh one world out if that would have been enough like if it would have been like okay cool this isn't too or if you want to keep it in mix it up a little bit more Mm mm-hmm yeah, I, I think that could work too, for sure. Um, I felt like in this area for me, uh, I, I don't know if we got... We definitely got uh, lore pieces in the other worlds. I guess what you get as lore pieces is you find like uh, dead people with journals, basically. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. <laughs> scattered kind of throughout. But I felt like in this level, you got kind of deeper or more lore stuff. So you find out a bit more about the God Slayer here. Um you find out that there was a guy called the Pathfinder, um, and he was a man who thought that the world was full of chaos, that this was a bad thing, and he wanted to discover like the one true path kind of thing. And if he did this, then people would have like a clear path to salvation. So if I can figure this out, I can save everyone, sort of thought. And as the Pathfinder does this, they discover that the world instead is chaotic. It's not that it seems chaotic, it actually is. And that one true path doesn't exist. So instead his goal becomes, okay, well, I'm going to destroy the world then so that I can make an order, a world that does have order. And so um, the Pathfinder then becomes the God Slayer. So we figure out who the God Slayer was before they were the God Slayer. Mm-hmm. And also a lot of the pe- like dead people that you find and they're like little journal entries, some of them were either... Um, some of them ended up doing like bad things. Like mm-hmm. one of them ended up, I believe, like poisoning like everyone else because they're like, no, this is what I have to do to help bring order more or less, or like figure out my path. And then others are like, oh, it, you know, to simplify, basically, like what's going on with Johnny? He's acting kind of weird. And then you know, you go to the other body, and it's like, well, I had to kill them all. And then <laughs> you find out what happened. You're like, oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you basically kind of walk it's very kind of doom and gloom where Mm -hmm. all of these different dead people are like yeah this is how everything went wrong it's like oh that's terrible Uh uh-huh and and i think at the beginning of the game what i thought was the case at first was you'd find bodies and it made me think it was like the warriors who came before you who Mm. like 
I tried to take the God Slayer out. Here's how far I got and here's what I learned <laughs> um, mm-hmm. kind of thing. I don't know if that was true, but it felt that way in the beginning for me. And then as you just see, like, the just what the corruption did to everyone, whether they were trying to resist it and died or they became followers and then also died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. There's one area where you, there's one like kind of puzzle room um, where you can open up, get to a chest or something and it's full of traps. Like you kind of have to navigate your way around without getting hit um, and, or setting off these traps. And then you find these people who uh, died by the traps and they're like, no, if I can just get to um, whatever the um, uh, the God Slayer is, is leading me towards, then I will uh, reach a higher level or I will, you know, things will be good. And then, no, they died and failed. And also just kind of like get a little delusional. Like everyone's kind of losing their minds a little bit to mm-hmm. some degree. Yeah. I thought that they did a good job with the the lore pieces, with the learning the people's, you know, one or two sentence stories. Um, I thought that yeah. was kind of cool. I thought some of them were really interesting and some of them less so. Like I got variation in, in return on getting the lore pieces. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like especially at the beginning of the game... Um, I didn't feel like all of them hit as well for me, but then later in the game, once I started getting like good ones, I wanted to check everyone that I could find. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I thing. definitely got every. If I saw one, I, I got it because I'm like, oh, it might be interesting, and some of them really were. Hmm. Yeah. No, for sure. Um. Okay. Cool. So that's World Three. Finally, on to World Four, which is different. Um. So this one's God is Kumo the Bear. And this is uh, the Mountain Tundra. So this one is a world just covered in snow. Um, there's, and, and not just snow on the ground, but like snow in the air, like visibility's tough, like all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one, uh, I'm pretty sure it was the largest of the areas. Like it was really big and you could go really high um, and go really far within it. And one thing that was uh, notable, I thought, of the Notes from the Dead was that this used to be a really beautiful place. This was a green place. It was like the lavish part of their world, like nicer than the green places you've been before this. Um, and that uh, it's been cursed, and that's why it's all snowy now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely felt the largest. Um that is a thing where as the game goes on it grows in scale um vertically too because you're getting more more eagle flaps like wing flaps you can get higher mm-hmm. um and speaking of that i did i liked some of the trophies i so i played on playstation i assume you did also i did yeah yeah i some of the trophies because I, I always like peruse through the trophies see what there is there were some cool ones there was um one that was like float down a river for however long and you're just hanging out in one of the rivers and you just follow it for as long as you can until you get the trophy um and there was a couple where you had to glide for so long like pretty long i think like a full minute or something oh wow and then <laughs> another one where you had to slide and at first i was like slide i was like what do they mean slide like hit enough things in a row so that I'm like moving fast enough. No, like literally slide down a steep like decline. And then I'm like, oh, here's where I can do that. Cause there are these huge snowy mountains and uh... I just get as high as I can and just slide, like basically ski down this, uh, this mountainside. And then finally got those because I kept on looking around. I was like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to slide that long? <laughs> and then I get there and I see how high everything is. I'm like, ah, here it is. It's time. That's cool. That's awesome. Uh, I, I like that as trophy ideas. I feel like that's uh, way more fun than like some games do for the trophies. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, hit every, you know, whatever item or collect every one of these, like those are fine. But like little tasks where you have to look around and go, how would I do that? Like, uh-huh. that's cool. I always enjoy those. Uh, yeah. It was wild how high things would get on this level. I remember like going to high points as the eagle and then just traveling like probably like halfway across the map, just, you know, Mm -hmm. gliding all of that way or whatever. Um, 
I don't know, which was cool. I this was definitely my favorite of the levels. Like I thought this one was pretty fun and and cool just seeing what your eagles become, how big the area is. That by this point, like you're really flowing with the game, you know what they want, you know what they want in the puzzles, like all of that. So I had fun, especially on this level, I thought. Yeah, I agree. Um cool. I I'd say otherwise on this level. Um it does follow your same sequence you get your towers boom all good um so finally you've cleared all the worlds um now and saved uh the spirit gods so now you're heading off to face the god slayer um and so you head to uh the floating isle that's above mount tundra so you have to like climb into the sky where the god slayer is uh, which was cool. I feel like as a setting, that was pretty cool to have to go up there. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and on route, uh, the God Slayer messes you up again, like the God Slayer's done before. You get your bow destroyed, and the eagle gets corrupted, and uh, he takes the eagle away. So, huge bummer. Um, but the cleansed spirits, who you'd freed along the way, they take you up to the top, and they give you uh, a special bow, like a I forget what it was called, but some sort of like spirit bow that is strong enough to actually be able to destroy the God Slayer. Um, from here, you have your kind of last boss battle in the game. Um, and so it's you versus the God Slayer and the Corrupted Eagle. The Eagle's also, um, it's gotten big again, right? It's back like the Mother Eagle was. Mm -hmm. okay that's what i thought um it's become big again and you've got this boss battle going through the sequence all of that stuff um ultimately partway through the battle the hunter absorbs the eagle's corruption um and then is able to ultimately defeat the god slayer um uh because it's gotten it's because it's kind of dual natured right it has the corruption but the spirit and that's why it's able to do it the hunter well, is powerful enough. Along the way, you've needed the eagle to defeat each boss because at the end of it, basically, once you've hit all the targets that you need to hit, it'll kind of, you can kind of send the eagle to basically deal like the killing blow, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you kind of have to, one, first defeat your own eagle to like clear the corruption, mm-hmm. uh, restore it to its like, you know, its spirit form, and then get it back. And then you can actually fight the God Slayer. Okay, that that's right. It kind of takes away the things so you can actually finish the battle. That that's mm-hmm. right. Um, so you defeat the God Slayer, and the hunter says um, that if any if everyone follows one path, they won't find salvation. It's instead that a pathless world that allows people to find their own way that that's necessary. Um, and ultimately, the God Slayer is destroyed. And the curse ends up leaving the land. Um, you see, like, the Mount Tundra below. The snow all melts. Um, and the world is free again. Um, and you see the hunter kind of succumbing to their injuries at, uh, on this top platform. And kind of sends the eagle out before they presumably die. And the eagle is going to kind of announce to the world the curse is broken. And sort of bring order back to the worlds you've just saved. Mm-hmm. I do, I like the general theme of the game, mm-hmm. which is basically that, yeah, just everyone has to find their own way and figure out their lives kind of for themselves, um, mm-hmm. you know, with yeah, with help from other people. But like everyone, everyone's life is their own and you got to figure it out um, and you can't just follow a set path. Um, I like like the general idea of the story. Um, it's not like a really complicated story. Mm-hmm. It's it's more, like I said earlier, it's more vibes than it is actual concrete beat-by-beat beat story. Um, but you know, I like the idea that they have, that the, the gameplay is kind of intertwined with the theme of the game, which is literally like there's no path. You have to figure it out for yourself and kind of um, – run around and and like make your own little path like the game the game does not give you a path it says yo go run around figure it out for yourself Mm -hmm. um 
not, you know, without any help, but it's um, anytime like the theme of the game and the gameplay are like meshed together like that. I really like it. Yeah, I, I thought they did a good job of that um, as well. It really meshed up that way. Like, um, I would assume that the game like within their story, like would also say like, you know, everyone has guides along the way, just like the game gives. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a good thing for like figuring out your purpose or, you know, whatever uh, your path is sort of thing. <laughs> um, and I think that all fits in that theme. And then also that the, I guess the kind of negative uh, version of that the God Slayer embodies is that like, if you think you have the path, but you have to do all these destructive things <laughs> to make it one for everyone, that's really, really bad. Like, that's awful. Mm-hmm. The God Slayer did not help anyone. He was trying to bring order to the world, and he made it significantly worse. Like, Yeah, basically, all you, you don't find anyone. You only find dead people mm-hmm. um, in all your exploration. It doesn't, obviously, it didn't give anybody anything constructive, because they're all just doing, everyone's just trying to um, meet this set path, and it's not working out. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, your villain, your um, your main character, the world, all the lore, everything ties together really well. Which I'm like, oh, good. You know, there is there is a vision for the game, and it's executed really well. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I I wish that some uh, mechanics of the game were a little more iterative as you play on, but it's it's like it's a well crafted game and it's beautiful. It's fun to navigate. I found most of the puzzles really fun. Like I enjoyed probably seventy-five to eighty percent of this game. Mm-hmm. And also the bosses. Like I actually enjoyed most of the bosses. The God Slayer, the final boss too. I, I liked. I enjoyed you know the music, the the ambiance, the whole feel of it. Um, there was enough variety there that it kept me interested. Yeah, I mean they did a really good job top, overall. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought they did a really good job overall. And two, I, I don't know if you had this wonder, but for me going in, like, um, I thought this was a really cool follow-up from Abzu. Um, with Abzu, it's, you know, um, a, basically a walking sim. It's a little different, but, um, you know, it basically is that style of game, which is cool. I like that style of game. Um, but to see, I, I don't know, whatever tools they have in their tool belt to make this game, I thought was very cool. I wouldn't have expected that um, to be to go from like the first game was also really experiential in Abzu, but it's not really gameplay focused or anything. It's much more like experience and vibes. And this game carries that part over. But then just adding this whole these different gameplay experiences and things like that, like, I don't know. I'm really excited to see what Giant Squid does next. Like, I'll definitely buy whatever they make. I completely agree with that that yeah they took the thing that they're really good at doing and they're like okay how can we like level up basically and how Mm -hmm. can we advance what we're doing um make more complex games and still like i said have that dna of like of, of vibes of beautiful environment of great music of of progressing you know through these areas but I did think about that a lot, that how it compared to Journey and Abzu. Of mm-hmm. they took that thing and they're like, okay, what can we? How can we bring it forward into like a different kind of game? I'm very curious to see what they do next because mm-hmm. I'm sure they learned a lot of lessons from this game and what they what they what worked well, what they can improve upon. Um, they make beautiful games, so yeah. Whenever they announce whatever's next, I'm I'm very curious to see what it is. Totally. And I guess, too, thinking even like your jump from Journey to Abzu, both cool, but and this will demean Abzu a little more than it should. But, you know, <laughs> it, 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 Abzu, it could be what if Journey was water instead? You oh, know, totally. Like, Absolutely. Um, yeah. You're it, not changing it, a lot. You're, yeah. It's a different uh, traversal, mm-hmm. but like it's not very different. Right. And both of those are cool games in their own right. And, you know very worthy of subject of video games as art and all of that stuff. But then to do something like what the Pathless did, I'm like, all right, what are they going to do next? How are they going to do traveling in their game? How are they going to do whatever it is um, that they decide to do next? Like, um, I, I imagine like what we've been saying, 
whatever's next is going to have vibes. It's going to have good music. It's mm-hmm. going to look great. Um, but what are they going to care about? Like, I, I want to know. Um, one of the things I was reading, I think, was they made their travel system, like part of how they made that mechanic of like moving faster as you shoot everything and all of that was that they didn't like fast travel in games. They thought fast travel in games mm. like takes you out of the game. And so they wanted to create their own thing that would keep you in the game the whole time. Um, and so, I, I don't know. I thought that was interesting of uh, just a thing. So I'm curious what's next. Um, one thing I thought was unusual, I don't know if you have any insight into this, but I thought was odd, was our characters... Um, I don't know if they speak a real language. They don't speak English. It seems like they maybe spoke Mm -hmm. a made-up language for the game. Um, But your voice actors were Laura Bailey and Troy Baker, which I thought were odd. What? Yeah. No. (laughs) Laura Laura Bailey's the hunter and and Godslayer's Troy Baker. But I'm like, but why? Um, (laughs) And they're just like speaking that like Sim, uh, what's the the Sims language? Oh. uh, Simish or something? Yeah, Simlish or something. Is that Something like that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, basically doing one of those. And they got Laura Bailey and Troy Baker. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. I'm like, maybe Laura and Bailey and Troy Baker wanted to do it. Like, I don't know. Troy Baker is based on the the podcast that they do together, um, our friends. So maybe that's how Troy Baker got in. Laura Bailey, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm <laughs> yeah. assuming Troy Baker and Laura Bailey are familiar with each other. I don't know. Maybe it just became a thing. Like, hey, you want to do this? Sure, I want to do this. And then uh, I'm just gonna mutter gibberish into a microphone, <laughs> and it's gonna be great and beautiful. I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought have it was no re- idea. That's funny. I, yeah, I thought it was so weird. I was like, am I like playing the game wrong? Why don't I like, <laughs> am I supposed to switch the language somewhere and I just haven't done it? Like, just because I was like, it's so weird. Like, I hope that they didn't spend their budget on that because they didn't use them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that's something that I was very confused by. Maybe they're friends. Maybe they're like friends with these people. And so they're like, hey, we'll do it, you know, for free or for cheap or something. I don't know. I assume so. I'm sure there. it wasn't a long, it's not motion cap, you know, it's just, yeah. I'm sure it's just getting into a booth, saying the things. It probably took a day um, to do, mm-hmm. so it probably wasn't that much, but it's just funny to me. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a great tidbit that I have no idea. I'm like Googling it as we speak. Yeah. Um, I, I, was, I was very shook when I saw that. I was like, what on earth? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, uh, th- those are kind of my main overall thoughts game on the game. Do you have other thoughts kind of on the game overall? Um, I think I pretty much covered it. That, you know, it's it's an enjoyable game. It's all the positives that we've been listing this entire time mm-hmm. um, mixed with some pain points that mm-hmm. I wish could have been ironed out a bit um, that keep it from being like a for me like a top tier indie i'm like ah, it's just it's just kind of fell a little bit short um and it could have been fixed i don't know it's frustrating in some ways but overall there are so many positives that kind of override that that i i think it's a great little game yeah yeah I, i i would agree with that i feel like this didn't hit my like highs of like my favorite indie games ever that I would recommend to everybody. Instead, it's like it's it's like a slot below that of this is very good. I would definitely recommend it to certain people, um, but I wouldn't maybe universally recommend it to everyone the way I would with like a short hike. I'm gonna tell everybody yeah. to play a short hike because it's two hours and it was wonderful. Um, <laughs> um, no, that's good. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, that's what we got. Last thing we got is one piece of listener feedback from. Uh, one of your good co-hosts, Ludo FM on Twitter, aka Flora, aka co-host of Left Behind Game Club. Uh, they wrote in. Um, she wrote in and said, "Love the art design and the mechanics. Music is obviously great. I don't remember much of the story, but I'd like to replay it again with the DualSense uh, uh, adaptive triggers. Underappreciated little gem, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I think Flora's on point there, um, and I think I could see that too. Of uh, this game." the story might be a thing that would fall away in six months. If you ask either of us about it, we might be like, ah, something about paths. Um, yeah, <laughs> <I> paths. <think> <laughs> there's a mean guy who, who really wants paths. And yeah. there's a main character who's like, no, we don't need paths. And uh, that's the story. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. I feel like that might be what we get. But Paths but... are bad and paths are good. That's it. <laughs> but I, I think we would remember probably especially the mechanics, the vibes, the music. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the stuff that when I think back of this down the line, I'd be like, those things were really cool. If you're looking for a game with that, I've got one for you. Um <laughs> Yeah, it. I feel like it had a little bit of hype when it came out, and then it kind of got forgotten about. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's right. It's it's probably an underappreciated, but I don't think it's this. Um, it's not going to hit almost. I don't think it's going to hit many people's like top list of games that they've ever played. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is like a little a little small gem of a game that we'll see how it kind of falls in the story of, of giant squid and you know, Mm -hmm. where we end up being. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I, like you said, I remember hearing about it when it came out and um, honestly, if it wasn't giant squid, I don't know if I would have thought about it again, but because it was giant squid, that made me think about it again for sure. Yeah. Giant squid and Austin Whittery. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that's that cool little game that, that looks really pretty. And and looks interesting to play so yeah i will play that but Mm. i remember yeah it had like it had good reviews but not it it wasn't blowing people away and it it wasn't like building hype it was like oh this is a cool game and it came out and then you know some people played it and then it got kind of tucked away um but it's definitely if you haven't played it and you like these type of games it's definitely worth you know going back to for sure yeah, totally. Um, cool. Yeah, I think that covers everything we got. So, um, again, Katie, thank you for coming on. Really glad we got to do this. Um, glad we got to talk Giant Squid again. Um, that was cool. Um, I guess to close out, do you want to tell people where to find your podcast and all of that stuff again? Yeah, absolutely. So, Cutscenes, a video game, movie, and TV podcast, and Left Behind Game Club are both, you know, everywhere you mm-hmm. find your podcasts um cutscenes is on twitter at cutscenes underscore pod uh also at cutscenes.ca and left behind game club is you can find all things left behind game club i feel like jacob as i say that um <laughs> at leftbehindgame.club and and they have a lovely discord channel called leftbehindgame.com slash discord if you go to the left behind uh, website there is a big button there it brings you to the discord um lots of lovely people in there talking mm-hmm. about their favorite games and like you know general gaming news and and discounts that people should know about and stuff like that yeah totally good discord to be a part of i like seeing what people are talking about in there for sure lots mm-hmm. of fun um yeah definitely check those out again i'll throw those links in our um podcast notes too go check their shows out um i was on tomb raider i think the season before the last of us one so if you want to hear yeah. cut scenes there or i did firewatch on left behind game club uh during covid sometime um so yeah. and we're, we're talking about uh cutscenes coming back because cutscenes is seasonal mm-hmm. um we're talking about maybe doing like a summer like summer blockbuster because we haven't done like movies mm-hmm. in a long time since last season was solely the hbo uh last of us show so we're like ah, oh, maybe it's some like summer blockbuster movies because a lot has come out recently and yeah. then uh, maybe revisit Tomb Raider and check out the reboot with, Ooh. I forget her name, the different actress. But um, um, Alicia Vikander, maybe? Is that it? Yes, it that's is? right. Yeah. I, if not, it's very similar. And then, yeah, <laughs> you know, maybe we'll have you on, back on, and, you know, we'll all contrast and compare and kind of see how how uh, what different choices were made. I'm sure it's very <laughs> different. It would have to be. Yeah, you'd think so. Uh, no, that would be really fun. Uh, that would be great. Um, but yeah, their shows are great. Also, the last of a season they just did was awesome. The show, of course, was great. But listening to your show was also a great companion to that. Always looked forward to that when that was coming. So yeah, go check those Thank out. You. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, if you want to check out a backload of our podcast episodes, The Greatest Story Ever Played, uh, .com, that's our website. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, we are there. Um, I think there are five other episodes with Katie on them. So if you want more in Katie and, of Katie and I talking games, that's available uh, among a bunch of other people who I've talked games with as well, including Jacob and Travis. 
her co-host. Uh, so check those out. Um, if you want to connect on Twitter, I'm at StoryEverPod. Um, if you'd like to support, support the podcast financially, you can at uh, patreon.com slash the greatest story ever played there as for as little as a dollar per month that will get you monthly access to a bonus episode that we put out each month that's topical in nature so i like ranked the star wars movies one time or talked about uh i can most recently i compared tomb raider and on the uncharted games so if that stuff sounds like something you'd want check those out um question what was your lowest rated star wars movie i'm curious or lowest ranked star wars movie uh I think it was Phantom Menace because that was really oh, hard. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, maybe eight or nine. <laughs> I think it might have been nine. Ooh, yeah. One of they those really, two. Uh, they, they, were some they try really... hard to have bad ones sometimes. Yeah, there are <laughs> some that are really painful. I didn't like a. I didn't like episode two that much either. That was really hard to watch. Yeah. It, honestly, I enjoyed it more on the rewatch only because I knew what to expect and I mm. more just came in with like, oh, I'm in here for laughs. <laughs> like I'm in here for ridiculousness and I'm just going to chuckle. Like, I, you know, when it first came, when I first watched it, I was like, oh, dear God, this uh-huh. is kind of painful. But no, this time I, I rewatched them all with my husband who hadn't oh, watched any of the Star Wars movies. And I am a big Star Wars fan. So I'm like, no, you have to watch them like it's Star Wars. They're not all good, but we're going to have fun. Right. And yeah, we had fun through pretty much all of them. Did, um, did you he do it? had a similar reaction to the to nine where he was like, this makes no sense. I'm like, yeah, that's right. No yeah. sense. <laughs> Yeah, real bad. Did you watch them in like chronological order? Did you do that? Um, them? Yeah, like in order of release. We oh, watched okay. Them. You did release. So we watched okay. four through four through six, one through three, seven through nine. Um, oddly, his favorite character was Palpatine, Ooh. Um, because as he says, Palpatine, Palpy is just vibes. <laughs> he's like, he's like, look at him. He's happy. He he gives no shits. Like he's just like, look at that guy. He loves Palpatine for some reason. Um, so funny. when he returned in nine, where I in theaters was like, are you joking? This is ridiculous. <laughs> he was like, yes, Palpy's back. Like he, he loved it. So, <laughs> so it's for somebody, I guess. Oh, that's, that's funny. It's for someone. Now, now Disney can rest easy knowing yeah, that there you go. <laughs> your husband was the person who wanted someone, back. someone was happy about Palpatine's re- return. Oh, that's really funny. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, when I'd rewatched him, I did him in chronological. So I did like one through nine, uh, mm-hmm. and did solo and, uh, rogue one along the way, which, Oh, you know what? We haven't done solo. I think that's the only one that we didn't watch yet. We have to watch that one. Okay. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I've watched it, but I haven't gotten him to watch it yet. No, I thought that was better on the rewatch. Um, I watched it once on a plane, so I don't mm. think that I had the best viewing experience in the world. So I need to rewatch it anyway. That, that that'd be good. That'd be fun. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's our episode, though. So um, <laughs> anyway, anyway, <laughs> <to the> <laughs> uh, I love the Star Wars tangent at the end. That was wonderful. Um, <laughs> that that's the episode, though. So again, thanks for coming around um, and. Uh, Katie, again, thanks for coming on and uh, yeah, have a great day, everyone.